0: So we went on a ghost tour when we were in St. Augustine. Fun. And like, I know.
1: Right. They're just (laughs) supposed to be fun, guys. It's
0: just supposed to be fun. It's just, it's supposed to be hokey and weird. And like, it was a good way to spend the evening.
1: Yeah. Um, It's all about your tour guide.
0: Okay. And this is what I want to talk about. Okay. Her name was Sydney. Okay. It was her first night.
1: Oh, okay. We
0: were her first tour.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah.
0: And she got it, and she was, like, 20. I imagine she was, like, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine she was, like, a student at Flagler College. Right. Who just, like... Needed a gig. Needed a gig. Um, And she was just so cute and so nice and was just, like... She got on the bus and was, like, Okay, everybody, um, I'm terrified. (laughs) So we're all in this together. (laughs) And it's so funny because, like, she had memorized the script, obviously, and was telling us all this stuff, but she kept... Being like, and you might think that this is the kind of thing that happened at this location, but actually, (laughs) and kept doing, but actually the whole time. But my favorite little thing that she did was she would tell the little anecdotes, like little scary anecdotes around town. And she'd be like, and this tree in the cemetery is where you will often see a little boy named James playing. The first time I saw James, he was in this tree. Would you talk to James? Pretty scary, right?
1: Oh, she's in it. With... And she
0: kept saying, "Pretty scary, right?"
1: Oh. Oh, it's like <laughs> just, tagged. Took,
0: just took everything out of it. Yes, it's it made no it longer really scary. Right, it made it really cute and funny. Yeah. But then we like walked over or took the bus over to the old jail, which okay. like actually scary, right? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 I see what you did. Um,
0: but we got there a little bit early, and the tour group in front of us. Was still doing their thing, okay. which involved like a man yelling at them.
1: Oh, and so to we scare didn't know them. that that
0: was part of the thing. Okay. And I just heard a man yelling. And I was like, this man yelling is way scarier than any of the ghosts yeah. because this is a real thing. And then Kelsey's like, what is he yelling about? And I was like, I think he said something about Trump. <laughs> Um, no. Because then twenty minutes later when we got to the back of the jail and there was this man yelling at us about like how he got hanged and it all went wrong, it didn't have anything to do with Trump. You were
1: projecting. I was
0: projecting. episode 154 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I'm the same old me.
1: And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia.
0: So we talked about this a little bit last week. Yes. It's a new year. New year. New year. New you.
1: That's right. People don't know yet. <laughs> it's hard to say. That's right. You Because you, I think you set these goals and resolutions to kind of at least have a new version right. of yourself.
0: A new view of yourself. Yeah. A new
1: improvements. Self improvements. A new
0: perspective.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think these are great. Yeah. Resolutions. We choose January as this like kind of arbitrary time to improve ourselves, but I love that. Yeah. I love the collective delusion that January 1st is going to make our lives better. I work.
1: like, it feels like we're all in it together.
0: It does. And I, and I really like it. Yeah. Because remember when 2016 ended and we were like, well, thank God that's yes. over. Yes. And we all looked forward to 2017. Yes. And didn't realize that it was going to be the dumpster fire that it was. Yeah. Um...
1: And then at the end of twenty seventeen, we were, we're like, "All like, well, right, thank glad. God that's
0: over." Yeah,
1: it's just nice. We're all unified in that way. We're all
0: unified, but I also think we're we're battle hardened yes. for twenty eighteen in a way we were not for 2017. Oh
1: yeah, we're ready. We're
0: ready. We're ready. We had the Golden Globes a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Yeah. We've seen Natalie Portman and Oprah giving us our battle cries. Yeah. Um, we understand that time's up. Yeah. And so, we're gonna be better.
1: Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna be pretty. better.
0: We're gonna do better, <laughs> and part of that. Is this January mentality? Yeah. This new year mentality? And I
1: think in bookstores, we see folks, like, arming themselves for battle with literature. Yeah. So, now is the time to buy your self-improvement, personal growth Mm -hmm.
0: books. And I've never done one of these. Okay. The closest I ever came probably was reading The Architecture of Happiness. Okay. Which was sold to me, I mean, not literally, but like recommended to me as kind of like a self-help-ish kind of book. It's okay. really about architecture. Oh. And doesn't have a lot to do with...
1: Oh, that's interesting. I know, right? Oh, you got Miss Soul. I did,
0: but I still really enjoyed it. Um, it did make me happy to kind of think about it. And, like, it gets into a little bit of the pop psych of, like, being in beautiful buildings makes us happy.
1: I gotcha. Um,
0: you are more happy and more comfortable when you are not living in a cardboard box. Right. Which, like...
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, I think that's true. Duh.
0: Um, But, like, that's the book Tom picks up at the end of 500 Days of Summer. Oh, And it's like, and he's going to improve himself, but actually just, he's going to be an architect. (laughs) Um, And so maybe that's what happened to me. Like, he's depressed and he's going to pick himself up by focusing on his work as an architect. Oh,
1: that makes more sense, actually. Right? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah.
0: And so... Maybe that's what happened. I thought it was something it wasn't but I still really enjoyed it and would recommend the book do you,
1: but you don't read the genre I don't. of like self-help I, do we call it self-help. I wouldn't
0: even really call it self-help because that sounds like something sadder than it is and it
1: sounds so hokey and I right. think that's why some people I think that's why some people don't read in this genre right and so I do, because of when Harry and Sally love the phrase personal growth, Yeah. because that's what it feels like mm-hmm. when I'm reading those books. And admittedly, I read those books a lot, especially pre-bookshelf, especially um, Especially in evangelical Christianity, yes. I think Donald Miller yeah. um, is was the poster child you got your blue light for this. Jazz. Yeah, it blue light jazz, and then Million Miles in a Thousand sure. Years was all about living a better right. story.
0: And Rob Bell in that vein too, yeah. with the Velvet Elvis. Yes, like it. It's just reconceptualizing these things that you've maybe never thought about, and that makes you better.
1: Yes, and so I remember loving Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Um, I just loved that. I just like that genre, Mm -hmm. but I loved it more before the bookstore. Uh And I wonder if now that genre is hard for me because the very nature of self-improvement or personal growth books is that they're going to take you a little while to get through. You're not supposed to read those in a day. You're not supposed to read those in one sitting. Um, You're supposed to kind of work your way through those, underlining, making notes, all things I love to do before I had... Twenty ARC is calling my name. Right.
0: Um, I think what takes me out of it some too is being in the in the business and seeing how trendy and cyclical they are. Yes. Um, and that it's like, what's this year's big self improvement? Yeah. What's this year's big personal growth? So
1: last year was it last year? I was, think we okay. all saw. Oh, when was Marie Kondo? Was that, that was that 2016, two yeah. So twenty sixteen, we had Marie Kondo telling us get rid of anything that doesn't give you joy Mm -hmm. that book was a bestseller like one of those big fads Mm -hmm. I mean I think they even mentioned it in Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life like Emily Gilmore Mm -hmm. cleans up her house Um, Okay, so then 2017 is the Danish concept of... Yeah, the
0: Year of Living Danishly. Yes. And then all the hygge stuff. Yes. H-Y-G-G-E.
1: Which is fascinating because it is very different from removing everything from your home. Absolutely. It's more about filling your home with cozy things, things that make you happy, pillows, blankets, candles. Um, And then this year, what do you think the trend is?
0: I don't know. Is it just self-care? Making room for yourself.
1: So, I've seen a couple of books. The New Minimalism is okay. one, uh, and then I've seen one, um, about I don't know you s- about the capsule wardrobe. Yep. So, we're talking a lot about like living with less, which again seems to go back to Marie Kondo,
0: and how much of that is. Just appealing to millennials who don't have the excess income to buy no, things. You don't have. And so stuff. it's like this opiate of the masses, saying like, "No, it's good that you don't have a lot of things." Right,
1: you don't need all of. You these don't need things. all those
0: things, and maybe it's an appeal to that.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm curious what things became books after we saw them on the internet. Yeah. So, like, capsule wardrobe mm-hmm. is an idea I feel like I saw online. And then now, The Curated Closet is a really beautiful book about that concept. The Capsule Wardrobe is a book about that concept. And I think those books came from, oh, this caught on on the internet. Let's bring this right. to the masses now with, this, yeah. th- with some literature. I
0: think that happens a lot, especially in this genre. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't have any specific examples of that. But I, I, I feel like I'll see something on on BuzzFeed. Yeah. it will be like, this new trend. And then three months later, it be a, best-seller, a book. best-selling book. A book.
1: Okay, who do you think is the queen of this genre? Oprah? Yes.
0: Good. I'm glad I had that right.
1: (laughs) Yes, we didn't practice this before. (laughs) Um, Yes, Oprah is the queen of this genre.
0: Oprah Magazine is essentially that every month. Like, this is the new thing, guys.
1: Yeah, and she talks a lot... So some of the books I've seen, one book that I actually really do want to read is called The Art of Stopping Time. This is not about aging. This is about mindfulness.
0: And it's also not How to Stop Time, the novel by Matt Haig. That's
1: right. Two different books. (laughs) Um, But it's this really cool kind of gift-sized small book, which a lot of these self-improvement books are kind of giftable sizes. They're either giftable or coffee table, it feels like. Um, But... It's this idea that you can achieve mindfulness, but in small increments. Like, so you don't necessarily have to adopt the whole right. lifestyle. Instead, here's some, which I think goes along with apps that help you do quick breathing techniques. Yeah. I, I re-downloaded the Headspace app And this have you year. seen that
0: GIF that's like, breathe in time with this and it yes. will slow you down? Yes. And I was like, oh, yes. Oh, which I've done many times to try to help me. I'll be like, where is that breathing GIF? <laughs> I
1: need it now. <laughs> Um, I should just keep it on my phone. Is right. what I should do. Um, so anyway, so I think we're seeing some books come out, but to me, the queen of these books and really who like tells us what to read next is and always has been Oprah.
0: And remember the power of Oprah yeah. with getting Underground Railroad's pub date moved up like two months yeah. or something like that because she picked it for her book club. Yeah. Oprah... It's so funny to me that she is still so culturally relevant, despite the fact that her show has not been on in over 10 years. Yeah,
1: her show hasn't been on, but she's also, the things we saw on her 4 o'clock PM every day, weekday show, we now see on her network, Mm -hmm. and we see, like, I think she has this, I have not actually ever seen it, but like, Soul Sunday, where she interviews like these religious leaders, or... um, yeah self-improvement leaders and you get to hear her kind of interview and talk about how we can be our better selves
0: and if you're not paying attention i think it can still go pretty under the radar but it's prolific yeah there's so much
1: and crosses Mm -hmm. genre and crosses um i don't know like I, i feel like every woman i know regardless of Age, race, ethnicity, everybody loves Oprah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we can talk about that in terms of Golden Globes, but really, I, I think it's relevant to this conversation, which yeah. is she is the one telling us, read this book about mindfulness. It's
0: like, hey, this made me feel better, and I'm a very busy woman.
1: I think Oprah was the person who kickstarted. I could be wrong, but I think she kickstarted Gretchen Rubin's career. Interesting. So Gretchen Rubin had always written books about historic figures Mm -hmm. I think she had written a couple of presidential biographies maybe a biography on Benjamin Franklin I can't quite remember I
0: didn't realize that oh yeah she was like a
1: she was a clerk for Sandra Day O'Connor like she has a background in law history history, yeah Yeah. and now we associate her with happiness because Mm -hmm. of the happiness project happier at home we also associate her with habit building um what was her gosh what was her book about Habit. I've read them. I've read them all. Why am I blanking? Uh, Anyway, she's got several books. You can link to them in the show notes. Um, But I, if I'm not mistaken, somebody will inevitably fact check me on this, but I think Oprah selected Happiness Project as like one of her either book club books or featured Gretchen Rubin on an interview or something like that. And I think that really... Gretchen Rubin is now somebody who, right. she's got a weekly podcast, right. people trust her, and her name comes up all the time with this new year, new you conversation. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because
1: not only has she talked about happiness and building happier families and happier homes and happier selves, now she really talks about about habits and why habits aren't working for right. you. Her new book is called The Four Tendencies. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, so all about here's why you're not keeping to your resolutions because you're not making resolutions that tie in with your personality. I mean, to me the four tendencies tie in directly to Myers-Briggs types of course, and yeah. things. But
0: if, of course. Right, of course <laughs> they do.
1: Um but I think her name comes up a lot this time of year because she is like she's the expert. She's mm-hmm. she's Oprah part 2 or Oprah Yeah,
0: two, I oh, yeah, I was going to say Oprah light, but that's Yeah. That's, I didn't want to say that. That's mean. Um, and I didn't mean it that way.
1: Yeah. Um, but she she is a product of Oprah, yeah. perhaps, is what I mean. And that's
0: good. Yeah, there's and nothing wrong well right.
1: with it. I love Gretchen Rubin. And I, I mean, I loved when she came to town. I think she's Well, this a is what I was going to
0: ask about. Like, we're talking a lot about, like, individual personal growth here, but there's also room for community improvement, right? Yes. And so our 2016 Thomas County one-book selection was the Happiness Project. Right. Um, and we had, well, was it a week of events yeah. leading up to that and then she came and spoke and yeah. we did all these kind of workshops and things about mindfulness and about happiness yeah and, and things like that do you think that had any lasting impact on the community it's hard to say it's really. hard to
1: say but i would like to think that at least brought awareness something really interesting to me about the year we did the happiness project as our one book selection is how divided people were on loving that book or not yeah um it came down honestly on a huge age divide Yes. where younger and I'm going to say specifically women, younger women young moms, women like me uh, probably in that 20 to 40 mm-hmm. age group loved the book, yep. loved Gretchen Rubin um, really sit at her feet learning from her mm-hmm. and then 50 and up had no time for this book yep. they felt like it was common sense, why is someone telling me this I don't need to know this the, uh, the uh, exception to this rule was my mother. Of course. Who raised me to love this kind uh-huh. of literature. My mom now reads fiction... But all growing up, what I remember my mom reading was parenting books. Um, there was this book called The Family Manager. Mm-hmm. She gave me her old copy in my stocking this year. Oh. Uh, which is, she did it as a joke, but I was like, no, I'm keeping this. This is like family folklore. Like, because it's just about how to manage your home. Right. She loved, she still, she bought... Um, Emily Lay is a young woman who mm-hmm. kind of is new. She has her own line of planners. Mm-hmm. She has written a new book called *The Simplified Life*. My mom ordered that book for herself, bought it, and I was like, "Mom, why? You you're sixty years old. Why are you reading this? Like you've already done this." She's like, "Oh, I just find it fascinating."
0: But I she, love that. Yeah. Just a genuine curiosity. She about has, it.
1: and and that is my mom, and so I think that's where I get yeah. this tendency to like. I love Gretchen Rubin. I love let me read about mindfulness. Doesn't always mean that I'm going to follow through on what they talk about, but I love, I am fascinated. I was fascinated by the year of living Danishly. Mm -hmm. Anything that's going to let me think about, ooh, what are some small tweaks I could make in my own life? That's what I'm constantly doing.
0: I feel, do you remember like, must have been the early two thousands when like feng shui was a big thing. Oh yeah. Like you have to arrange your house in a specific way oh, to yeah. let the energies move and I was like, all right.
1: Don't you cool. think though that you take like I don't know if you're like this, but I just take like a couple things from each thing. And yeah. so eventually my life is just a conglomeration of, oh, I feel really cozy here, but I also got rid of all these socks because they don't bring me joy. Right. Like I've just like combined them this, all into this weird right.
0: Like a, like a magpie. Yeah. Like just picking and choosing from these other from little places and building your own little one. life philosophy. But also, isn't that just living? Yeah, you just kind of adopt what works
1: for you. Right. I think, speaking of like community improvement, there are a couple authors who I think speak more to this. And I do think in the early parts of the year, we at the bookshelf see an increase in sales of business books. Yeah. Or um, I think of Adam Grant, who wrote the originals, um, Malcolm Gladwell these pop psychology books mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them, I think we see an increase in sales this time of year because business people are looking. Right. I mean, I'm looking for, I'm not sure I would qualify as a eh business person? you a I don't business know. person? Yeah.
0: You, you own a business. Yeah.
1: So I am looking right at like books I want to read to manage my time better. Uh-huh. Somebody tell me how to manage my email better. I'm, I'm anxious to know. Um, and then, so it was no surprise to me that I think released last week the new Daniel Pink book. Are you familiar with him? No. So he's written quite a few, including, um, I think this book called How to Sell or something like that. But he's really popular. In that Malcolm Gladwell uh-huh. genre. So he's got a new book out called When, the Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. Okay. He's written oh, to sell as human and drive. So, like, I think about, um, oh, the woman who wrote Grit. Like, uh, all of these kind of. Angela Duckworth. Yeah, Angela Duckworth. How to improve not only yourself, but if you improve yourself, you will improve, improve everybody. Your business, which your is corporation.
0: Kind of the, the overriding philosophy of, like, Wendell Berry. Yes. Right?
1: Which I think is true. I totally Absolutely. buy into that. Yeah. Like I set resolutions for myself so that I can be a better boss. And as a result, if I'm a better boss, surely my employees will be better because I'll be nicer. I'll be I'll manage my time better. That will tr- the trickle down
0: effect. Right. It's the idea of not being better than other people, but being better for other people.
1: Yeah. So I think Daniel Pink's new book is going to be really popular because it's all about timing is everything. Right. And I think releasing this book at this time is perfect timing
0: it is perfect. people
1: are gonna want to read that I, I i think um so anyway so i think about adam grant and the originals i think about malcolm gladwell i think about daniel pink and i think about angela duckworth mm-hmm. um who yes it's self-improvement right but it's also b- improving your community improving your business yeah um and i i love those kinds of books too but they are not books i can fly through right and so, maybe they're a perfect book to read this yeah. time of year where it's slow. Slow, you're cozy, mm-hmm. you're at home. Um, I don't know.
0: And to give you maybe a new outlook for the year to come. Yeah. My other issue with these kinds of books is I never finish them.
1: Oh, interesting. And
0: that says a lot about me, probably.
1: I'm trying to think. I finished all of Gretchen Rubin's books. I had not read The Four Tendencies, but I've read all her others. Um, And I remember her, whatever her habit, I don't know what it was called, but whatever her habit habit book was called, um, I read it in March and I remember thinking, I wish I'd read this in January. I would have implemented this stuff into my resolution making, um, which is why publishers, I think, do try to release these books in January when we're all thinking about it. But I did not finish Grit, loved it, didn't finish it, um... I started a book called Rest. It's one of the four business books I want to finish this year. But Mm -hmm. I started it last year and didn't finish it. Um, So maybe you're onto something there, too. Just like we don't always follow through with our resolutions. Maybe we lose interest. Maybe we do. In some
0: of these books, too. Um, And I don't know what to say about that.
1: I don't don't know. I guess it speaks to who we are, too. Like Again, attention spans, I wonder. Attention
0: spans where, like, I'm reading something, and I'm like, this is interesting, this is interesting. Yeah. And now I don't feel like this is applicable anymore, so I don't really want to keep reading.
1: Yeah, or you've taken the one nugget you wanted to take from it right. and now you're ready to move on. Yeah. I I don't know. I also think for me it has to do with my job. Like yeah. I need to move on to read other things and I am not great about reading multiple things right. at the same time. Right. Which I would like to get better at. I heard somebody interviewed on the Modern Mrs. Darcy podcast. I think we've talked about this many times because it stuck with me. He said he read a different book three right. times a day. Right. So, like, in the morning he mm-hmm. started with one book. And I think, oh, maybe that's how I'll tackle a business book is I'll read it, you know, on my lunch break at right. the bookshelf. Which is hilarious because lunch breaks don't really exist
0: here. Correct.
1: But... Perhaps they need to. Like, perhaps that's a resolution and a life change I need to kind of adjust like, and hey, make.
0: hey, take your 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, because I don't know that that's what I want to read before bed. Right. I think I want to, you know, sit down and get down and dirty with fiction. Is that how I wanted to go with no. that? It's really not. No. Um, oh, well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but,
0: I wish listeners could have seen my face just now.
1: <laughs> but uh, nonfiction, yeah. I would rather read, like, during the day to, like, boost my productivity yeah. during the day. Right. So, anyway, maybe there's something to be said for that guy who read a different genre. Maybe
0: so. Um, maybe that's something I'll try to institute for myself. Yeah. I'm not good at reading for bed. Um, oh, okay. That's why I, I get a lot of really reading. really bad at that. Um, reading at night I can do, but, like, I can't read in bed. Yeah. That um, is where oh, I Oh, that's sleep.
1: right. You've told me about that.
0: Um, so, I don't know. I have a weird and different schedule this semester, so I'm going to be trying to work in the mornings and teach in the afternoon and then do something else in the evening, so we'll see. Yeah.
1: I think setting up, I don't know, that's the thing. I love books that tell me how to better structure my time. Uh, One of my favorite books I read in this genre came out a few years ago called The... um, Like, it was something about what highly successful people do before breakfast. Yeah, I remember that. I loved that book. I thought it was fascinating.
0: And I... It broke my heart when I found out that President Obama doesn't actually eat exactly seven almonds.
1: (laughs) That was Um, just, like, a fact that his staff kind of put out to the media. like, Like, kind of
0: as a joke. Yeah. And I... That's, that's still. Really I'm still envisioned. sad about it. I was yeah. like, I'm. I'm gonna do that too. I'm gonna get up in the night and we need seven almonds. I'm I just love
1: our human nature. <laughs> that like we read these things, whether it's in book form or article form, mm-hmm. we're like, this is it. This is what I need. This is what will help me be a better person. Or we
0: watch smart and successful people who do a random thing and think that we too can access but their level it. of success by doing that one random thing. Right. They do, which is ridiculous. No. But also.
1: I mean, why not know. try it? This is the time of year to try these things, and so maybe some of these books will help inspire others to improve themselves. And if
0: nothing else, even if these things don't work for you, you tried. That's right. And you've been inspired. Yeah. And that's something. And
1: maybe you can take the one nugget and, you know, feng shui your life.
0: Take one nugget and feng shui your life.
1: Wise words from to I'm going
0: to get 12 from Chick-fil-A. Coming up thin, oh we cast your lots with all the devils of sin, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God.
1: From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It is produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on this episode, you can do so at www.bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop.
0: Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel, and it's from their album Forlorn Strangers. You can learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content like our secret monthly podcast, Unpopular Opinions, or some of our deleted content, or our newsletter, that's it right now, but, you know, more on the horizon, (laughs) you can check us out on patreon.com slash Porch and make a small monthly donation. You can also check out our website from the frontporchpodcast.com for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show, with detailed show notes, and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened.
1: So, we were reading In story time, This is Not My Hat, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is a hilarious children's book. And but th- it's new to this group of preschoolers. Mm-hmm. Like it's been out a while, but this was the first time I had read it to this group. And basically this little fish steals a big fish steals a hat that belongs to a big fish and at the end the big fish has eaten the little fish and he has his hat back um so at the end I asked the boys and girls I was like so do you think it's a good idea to steal hats and this little girl was like yes comfy cozy hats all right
0: sure thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week